Oh, thank God for that. You did it. He's back. Oh, joy of joys. No Zoom for us. Oh, all right. Well, now we have two Craigs, so. <laughs> the more the merrier. <clears throat> exactly. Oh, thank God. <laughs> it's like it's been a long week. The last thing I want to do is troubleshoot how to get my podcast working. This is supposed to be the easy part of the week. I sit down, I talk to my friends about Destiny, and then we record it so other people can listen to us be wrong about Destiny. It's it's great. What's not to love about it? Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. A show where we discuss tips, tricks, and tools to help all Guardians succeed and enjoy playing more. What makes us different? Well, we're not streamers or YouTubers, we just have a passion for Destiny and are dedicated to keeping Guardians informed and up to date with all the latest Destiny 2 news, information and opinions. We encourage your questions and feedback and you can contact us either by email twotitansandahunter at hotmail.com or on Twitter at twotitans underscore hunter. Now, on with the show. So, welcome to the show this week. It's a nice, quiet show. There's no respawn. So that's good enough, I'd say. It's just me and Parody. It's just silence everywhere. I can hear myself think. Not much going on in there, but I hear it. I'm the British guy. And he's the American guy. Simple. Two of us, two voices, two distinct voices, and you haven't got a hunter that is shouting at you all the time. Although some of you do love this hunter that shouts all the time, and we apologise, because the hunter that shouts all the time isn't very good at communicating to the fact that he thought yesterday was... I don't know what day. He thought it was a different day, and he thought he was travelling, and then he got all mixed up, so... He's he's traveling today. He can't podcast today. So it's his own fault. So, so here we are. Have... Two Titans, two voices, and loads and loads of good Destiny content. And information. None of which we're putting into our vault. <laughs> so, I guess we sort of are though, because all of this is going in the vault, because you know, sort of every back every back episode is sort of in our in our vault, but it's it's there in a vault for people to get to. Not a vault that we say you can't have until, you know, sometime in year four. <laughs> so what is happening next week in Destiny? Next week in Destiny, the Solstice of Heroes continues. Earn your magnificent armor. Or like some of us, you know, earn the, uh, the one before that all the way. Uh, we, <laughs> you need to help Osiris stop the Vex Mind in a Garden World Nightfall, the ordeal. And you need to hack the enemy's vault and cause poetry in destruction. Breakthrough and mayhem come to the crucible. Mayhem, I know I don't need to explain to you. That's where the mayhem happens. Breakthrough, players fight to control the middle zone of the map. The team who controls the zone needs to break through to advance to the opposite team's zone to capture it. Otherwise, the defending team needs to prevent their zone from being captured and basically do that until time runs out. And once you win, however many rounds of that, that goes, it's all good. But soon you won't have to worry about a lot of these modes because they're all going into the vault. They are. So once again, we don't have a we don't have a flashpoint. I think it was IO this past week, maybe? 
Nessus because I had to do the adventures. Ah, okay. I know, so, I know yeah. the big the big pyramid ship is on one for contact. It's you know the that's why I... flashpoints on another one. It's like uh, there's yeah. there's things flashing all over my screen, and in my three hours of game time, I had to decide which thing I wanted to do. Yeah, I think that's all I had this week, and I managed to do all I had left was I'd got my warlock to its majestic. No, I I got my warlock to its magnificent set at the beginning of the week, just after I'd edited the podcast, and then. I left it till yesterday and I was on the Titan and I'd done that went really quickly on the blue set of armor. Then I started on my magnificent set and that is going really, really quickly because of the two times of completing the other one. So it's not so bad playing five gambit matches as opposed to 10 gambit matches. That's not bad at all. I think I got through six heroic public events this week and four or five gambit matches on my first set mm. and figuring I can do a lot of those, you know, collect the, collect the bollies and everything else while I do those things. So I just have to go play some crucible and play some strikes at some point to round those out and dip a toe back into the EAZ. Yeah. Which has been nice. I feel like last year it was so EAZ focused and this year. I mean, again, I've only done the first, I've only done my first blue set and I'm, not even halfway through my majestic set on my Titan and first character, only character right now. And I don't feel like I've had to live in the EAZ all day, every day, which has been kind of a nice change because I enjoy it, but I don't enjoy it that much. I don't no. enjoy it exclusively. I did find the first set when I was on my warlock, quite a grind to go through. And I think that was only because of limited playtime. I was trying to get through as much as I can so that I could then do the other two. Cause I really want the, the full sets on all of them or get to the point where I can just then do the, you know, the, the glow, the white glow on the last three sets. And um, my bright dust working out has gone quite well so far. So I was able to buy my warlock set for the, the three different glows. I was then able to unlock, well, like respawn said, complete the blue set of armor, unlock it. So I can then purchase the set for my Titan. So I now have the glows for my Titan. And I think I'm up to about Four thousand bright dust because I've done. I think yeah, I think I've done the majority of this week's bright dust bounties. Plus, we're going to get some of those bright dust bounties back, aren't we? From if you've done some of the EAZ uh, solstice bounties that didn't have bright dust attached to it in the first week and the second week, they're being paid back to you, aren't they, Parody? They are, yeah. I saw this morning, and actually, uh, Golden God fifteen sixty two pointed this out in our band chat this morning. That he got a pop up saying, "You know, the Sol- Solstice Bright Dust issue, you've been identified as being affected by the Solstice of Heroes bounty, not rewarding you Bright Dust. You're missing Bright Dust for week one. For Solstice of Heroes has been added to your account. A separate message for week two will be sent out soon. And thus, I assume the also Bright Dust from week two will be sent out soon. So if you have been missing." You know, if you grinded those bounties and didn't get your bright dust, you should have seen the first week hit your account today, and the second week, you know, you'll get another message in game saying, "Hey, here's your next week showing up." So, at least they're actually, you know, fixing it retro. You know, they've they've patched the issue where you'll acquire it going forward, which we'll talk about later in the patch two nine one three. Um, but it's just a quick reminder: Solstice runs until September eighth, so you've got about two more weeks as you're listening to this episode. So if you're thinking, oh God, I'm not even having even started and having gotten done, you still have two more full weeks to go on Solstice. So don't freak out quite yet. 
That's for is next it, week. Is it two weeks or is it only one more week? Because I thought it was only for three weeks. Uh, it's it's August twenty second as we record. So oh yeah, so twenty ninth. Yeah, so two more Saturdays will be the fifth, and then it ends on the Tuesday afterwards. So a little over two weeks as we record. About two weeks as you hear this episode. Nice. I went to go double check the the Bungie page because I was like, I can't. I know it ends in early September, but I couldn't remember which date. But yeah, it runs. Yeah, it ran August 11th through September 8th. So we have a couple more weeks still of. Each week feels like it's about six months, <laughs> and I've worked super long, like 10, 12 hour days every day this week. So I I don't know anymore. Everything is just a blur. So shall we jump into this week at Bungie for the 20th of August, 2020? I think we shall. I think that's why we're here. Yes. So the good news is that we prepared you for this several weeks ago. And we say several weeks. We say episode 73, which was basically our version of this is all the stuff that is going to go away into the Destiny content vault, which is what they're talking about, the DCV. And this week in This Week at Bungie, they go over the core activities, the crucible maps, and anything that they... It's a rough detail of what is going in their content vault. So that come November 10th, we are going to then have some new stuff to play. So we'll go over all the lovely stuff in the Twelve, and then you can go back and listen to episode 73 to hear of all the other exciting things because I think we went into weapons and all the the catalysts all the emblems anything that you kind of want to kind of get going at that point because I think it was quite important to kind of get the information out there as soon as possible whereas I think leaving it until now to tell people it it again it creates that FOMO the fear of missing out of on these things and I know you've got two months well, just over two months to actually do these activities. But for some people with limited playtime, again, that is too much pressure if they if they want to get it. If somebody's new at Destiny or just come into Destiny or going to pick it up in September when it comes to the Game Pass, there's going to be a lot of stuff to do and a lot of stuff that you may fear on missing out. And I think we got 99% of the stuff right. I think there was a few things that they've now added to the list. So let's just have a quick look at what they said. So back in June, we introduced the concept of the Destiny Content Vault. And there is a link to the Destiny Content Vault page, which just gives you a basic overview of what they said was going to go away. As a quick refresher, when Year 4 kicks off on November 10th, Io, Titan, Mars, Mercury, and the Leviathan will all enter the Destiny Content Vault to make room for the Cosmodrome's return and Europa's debut. Since announcing the DCV, we know there have been a lot of questions about what's going away and how the game systems will evolve to reflect the more dynamic nature of Destiny 2's future. Most questions are answered by the rule of thumb. When a destination goes into the Destiny content vault, so does its PvE activities and its associated rewards. But there are some edge cases that we wanted to be crystal clear with players about the details of what's staying and what's going so there's no confusion to everyone who can prepare. Today, we're going to explore what Destiny 2 will look like on November 10th. Then we're going to spend some time helping you plan your gameplay to finish up your quests, earn your triumphs, and complete your collections before November 10th. So, how we're going to do this. Parody is going to tell you all the good things that are going to be staying. And 
I will be telling you all the stuff that's going into the Disney content vault. So American is the good stuff. British guy is the bad stuff. Okay. Would you like to start parody with all the good stuff? If you want to run through everything and then I can, I'll run through everything after. Okay. So, so good stuff all the way through or good yeah. stuff bit yeah, by tell, bit. Tell, tell, we'll tell them all the good stuff first. That's all the good stuff. Okay. Well, First off, okay, for, so first we're going to be looking at strikes. So strikes, the available strikes on November 10th, when when our new world is revealed to us, we're going to have the EDZ will have the Arms Dealer in the Lake of Shadows. Nessus will have the Inverted Spire, Exodus Crash, Insight Terminus, Tangled Shores, Warden of Nothing, the Hollowed Lair, and Broodhold, the Dreaming City's Corrupted Strike, Moons of the Scarlet Keep, and we're also going to have the addition of the Cosmodrome's Will of Crota Strike, in the Europa Redacted Strike. And as a short note, the Devil's Lair and Fallen Saber Strikes will be coming out of the vault sometime in year four, so look out for those. Now, this may take the next six hours of our show to go over, but with the Cosmodrome Strike, the Will of Crota coming back, your fire team's objective will be to kill Omnigal, the Will of Crota, and put a stop to Crota's invasion of Earth. So I'm not sure if Crota's going to invade Earth, because if not, there's not really a point in stopping the invasion. It's not going to happen. But more importantly, the reward for this strike was the grasp of Malak. Which, dear listeners, you may know, is Night Demon's favorite weapon in all of Destiny. And he still has 426 of these sitting in his vault. No, oh. just only 420. Okay. I, I know you had to get rid of a few. Yeah. So, I'm, you know, they haven't said anything about, you know, what if, if the strike-specific loot from D1 is coming to D2, and if this will now be obtainable through the strike, but I'm very curious to see if this does come back. Any thoughts on uh, having more grasps to, uh, to farm for? You can't have enough, to be honest. Uh, I've filled up my vault with... Um quite a few in destiny one i'm quite prepared to delete quite a lot of stuff to get some more of these in destiny 2 excellent and then our devil's devil's lair and saber strikes coming later so the devil's lair that was our big boss sepex prime who later became sepex perfected when the rise of iron drop but he was infected with siva that gave us the devil's dawn sniper rifle which had the disciplinarian perk of the weapon deals a small amount of bonus damage to fallen enemies and the Fallen Saber, that was our big giant Saber 2, the giant superpowered Shank. And he gave you the Baron's Ambition machine gun, which had the random void, solar, or arc damage perk on it. So again, we don't know if these these were strike-specific weapons from these strikes in Destiny 1. They haven't said if they're coming back to D2, but I'm going to guess maybe they are. We'll see. Because the strikes now yeah. have, you know, have specifically, you know, maybe it might be a Nightfall reward, maybe they might... You know, tweak the weapon some, but that's that's at least what we had in D one. So it's at least something to work with. I, I believe it was only Shadow Keep, wasn't it, with the Scarlet Keep that they stopped doing the strike specific rewards. But it depends on how much the community said that they enjoyed that, and I think a lot of people did. To the point of they asked for random rolls on stuff because there was a lot of stuff that was locked to just specific perks, wasn't there? But when we were farming these things in destiny one you could get random rolls on them which was quite nice which is the reason why i farmed the will of crota to get my grass of malak with so many different rolls 
Yeah, I remember that just being it was I mean it was just a, a good pulse rifle. Mm. Yeah, so pulse rifle, sniper rifle, machine gun. Maybe coming back, may have different roles. You know, we'll just have to see what they what they do, or if they're just like, hey, we're bringing you back the strikes. You know, <laughs> take it for what it is. Now we're gonna move on to our friends Gambit and Gambit Prime. Because we have two modes that will become one. And the new version Bungie says will be a single round, like like Gambit Prime, but they're tweaking blockers. There'll be a heavier moat drain mechanic and some changes to the Prime Evil fight. So they'll have more details as we get closer to time, but that's what they're telling us for now. And now remember when Bungie said, you know, here's your rule of thumb of what's going away? Well, Gambit, the drifter, he's throwing that rule right out the window. So we're going to have the available maps on November 10th be the Emerald Coast from EDZ, the Legion's Folly from Nessus, Deep Six from Titan, and the New Arcadia from Mars. And which basically goes completely in reverse of what should be going away if we follow the planet rule. And for those of you who are sitting, hmm, this may be the time to work on my uh, work on my Gambit Prime armor sets, because I'm going to bring those in. Uh, note, as Bungie is performing maintenance on this activity, Gambit Prime armor perks will be deprecated. We are exploring ways to rebalance and reintroduce some of these perks as armor sets in the future. Alongside these changes, we'll be rotating some maps into the DCV while retaining popular areas for the, for the mode. So that's what sort of killed my motivation to go out and finish any of the sets, because other than getting the Triumph, so they won't really uh, be useful going forward. You get the Triumph, and then you dismantle it. That's it. That's all you need yeah. to do. You just need to do each set, dismantle it, you've completed it, and then you can be a Reckoner. Yeah, no, that's, that's not going to happen between now and then, but it's a nice thought. All right, so game it, you know, game's pretty quick and easy. It's going to be reworked, but we don't really know how it's going to be reworked yet. So on to the Crucible. So, like Gambit, Crucible is sort of getting, they're calling it the best of mix of maps from Destiny 1 and 2. So, available on November 10th in the Crucible, some fan favorites from Destiny 1, Bannerfall, Exodus Blue, Rusted Lands, and Twilight Gap will be returning. Which I kind of feel like, aren't they all there now? Haven't they all returned? Yeah, they will be there. Very good. And our maps from Destiny 2 will be Altar of Flame, The Anomaly, The Burnout, Cauldron, Convergence, The Dead Cliffs, Distant Shore, Endless Vale, The Fortress, Fragment, Javelin 4, Midtown, Pacifica, Radiant Cliffs, Widow's Court, and Wormhaven. <sighs> and as Year 4 starts, we're also taking this opportunity to focus the Crucible experience by reducing the number of PvP playlists and modes that will, so that those will receive the most play. Their goal in this is to increase the matchmaking pools among the playlists and make it easier to find matches with better connections. So maybe we'll have skill-based matchmaking, but fewer different options, so therefore better connection, one can hope. Uh, so they'll have a full fall preview of the Crucible changes coming later in the season. But here's a preview of the modes that will be active and the modes that will be transitioning into the vault, which 19 will tell you about later. So active modes in PvP on November 10th, you're going to have Rumble, Clash, Control, Control Iron Banner, Elimination, Trials of Osiris, Showdown, Survival, and Mayhem Clash. And they did want to make a special note for Trials of Osiris folks. Trials will not be impacted by the current moves into the Destiny content vault later this year. The Lighthouse will continue to be completely unattainable for most players, but we'll be waiting for those who are able to complete a Flawless Passage. So, yeah, on the dungeons on November 10th, good news. 
all three dungeons, Shattered Throne, Pit of Heresy, and Prophecy, will be available. Now, there is a little note about the Prophecy. Remember way back when they, they did the change? I don't remember which patch they put out, but they said Prophecy will have to go away for a little bit of time while they rework something something technical on the back end. The Prophecy will be unavailable initially while they make whatever backend change they need to make to Prophecy, and then it will be back out. So it won't be available day one, it sounds like. But you will have the Shattered Throne and Pit of Heresy, and Prophecy will rejoin it you know, later in the season once they make that change. And now for all you raiders out there who are very sad about all your raids going away into the vault. On November 10th, you're going to have The Last Wish from the Dreaming City, The Garden of Salvation from the Black Garden, and Redacted from the wonderful, warm environments of Redacted to play. Vault of Black... Europa's not going to be warm. It could be warm. You don't know. It's redacted. It could be inside somewhere. <laughs> It'll be the frozen raid. Let it go. Let it go. Uh, they do have a vault of glass note. We are planning to bring the vault of glass out of the vault into Destiny 2 in the for the first time at some point during year four. So no, no firm date on early, late, you know, sometime in year four, it'll be coming out. We, we don't know why, don't know when. And Bungie just wants to remind us all that, you know, we're going to be sad about things going away. Only having a couple raids there. They did want to mention, remind everybody that if you're looking to, to get your raid ring, your moment of triumph seal, or just collecting the last few items in your collection, you have the rest of the season to jump in with your friends and close out the season strong. So all of the farmable areas, all of the loot being available, basically all the things we've been doing now, since they sort of opened the floodgates on raiding that goes all the way through November 10th. So you have all of September all of October, and a little bit of November to continue raiding and, and obtaining all these things, as well as the rest of August. So I know there was some confusion about, oh, are they going to turn this off? Is this going to stop? Is this a limited time thing? It goes all the way till the end of the season, in November 10th. All right, so now that I've told you what's here, Night Demon, in his lovely British voice, will tell you all the things you will not have anymore. So this is all the stuff that is going into the Destiny Content Vault that you won't be able to see. Maybe not ever again. Maybe again. Don't know. Depends on what they decide to do. So moving into the Destiny Content Vault for Strikes. You have Io with the Pyramidium and the Festering Core. Titan, Sabathun Song. Mars, Strange Terrain and the Will of Thousands. Mercury, Tree of Probabilities and a Garden World. Gambit and Gambit Prime. So the maps that are moving into the DCV are the Cathedral of Scars, which is on the Dreaming City, and the Kell's Grave, which is the Tangled Shore, which is what Parody was alluding to with the fact that you put a planet in the Destiny Content Vault, surely the maps go with it. But hey-ho, that's thrown out the window. Crucible maps, again, very similar. Doesn't matter what planet it's on. I think it depends on balancing, to be honest. Like they said previously, that some maps had to go away to be rebalanced. They've come back and they've taken out other ones. So the ones that are moving to the Destiny Content Vault for the foreseeable future are Meltdown, Solitude, Retribution, The Citadel, Emperor's Respite, Equinox, Eternity, Firebase Echo, Gambler's Ruin, Legion's Gulch, and Bostock. So some of those are, are quite popular and I've heard on a lot of other podcasts that some of them are unbalanced for 
if you get a certain capture point on them for control, it completely tips the balance. So, you know, I can see maybe where they're coming from for that. And then the PvP modes that are going away into the Destiny Content Vault are Supremacy, Countdown, Lockdown, Breakthrough, Doubles, Momentum Control, and Scorched. And as a side note, expect Momentum Control and Scorched to return from the Destiny Content Vault sometime during Year 4. Raids and Dungeons. So, as Parody said, there are no dungeons apart from Prophecy for a very limited time going to the Vault. The raids that are going in are Leviathan, Eater of Worlds, Spire of Stars, Scourge of the Past, and Crown of Sorrow. So those would be your raids that you are losing. So Nasty British Man has just told you all the bad stuff. And now the um, Nasty British Man will continue telling you of all the other stuff that is going away. (gasps) Who's that? Hello. The other British man. Who may be less nasty, who won't tell you what's going away. <laughs> it's not off. Hello. Sorry, I'm late. That's all right. We thought it was just going to be the two of us. But now it is two titans and a hunter. Can I be a heighten? If you like. Hunt- you, you... <laughs> hunter cross titan. I think you're just reinforcing the fact that we don't have to change the name of the show. You're just kind of a hybrid kind of person that shows up, tells us a bit of lore. Keeps respawn interested and then goes off again. So yeah, works. Okay. Uh, I take it he can't make it today as well. <laughs> I think he's traveling today. Yeah, he's on an airplane somewhere. Oh, surely he can get a mobile signal in an airplane. Well, sometimes he does, and you'd notice if he had because he would have been posting loads of different things in the chat, going, "You're doing it without me. I hate you." But we haven't heard from him yet, so he's obviously in a in an area that he can't get a signal, which is good for us. <laughs> he can't then hound us for the fact that he's got upset. So so far we have done we've done all the stuff that is going into the vault and what is staying to the point of I think we've got to the exotic okay. quests. Yeah, all the quests and weapons that we can or cannot have you, come you... in November. Are you are you including the catalysts that are going away as well? We are. Yes. Okay. So that, that's where we've got up to. So completing your collections is next on the list. As the content enters the Destiny content vault, there will be some exotic quests that can be obviously no longer completed in their original forms. Those quests will be retired on November 10th and incompleted progress abandoned. So if you want to acquire these exotics in their original quest, do so prior to the end of the season of arrivals. These are the Sturm, the Mida Multitool, the Rat King, Legend of Acrius, Sleeper Simulant, Polaris Lance, Worldline Zero, Ace of Spades, the Last Word, Lemon Arc, the Yotun, the Izinami's Burden, Thorn, Lumina, Truth, and Bad Juju. None of these legacy exotics are being retired from Destiny 2. Their original acquisition journeys are simply entering the Destiny content vault alongside their supporting destinations and activities and activity content. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just going to say that again for all you, you know, for the American listeners, <laughs> the exotics are not going away. 
No one's taking your exotics away. You will still have access to all of these exotics as long as you have them. You just can't acquire them if you don't have them yet. So if there's anything from that list you don't have, go get it before November. Otherwise, you can't. If there's any volunteers to finish off my draw quest for me, that'd be much appreciated. <laughs> I cannot shoot the three of them at once for the life of me. I've spent hours in that. <laughs> Just undo um, what the parody did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just 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 go in and throw grenades at all of them. They really they really like that. When you just you know throw grenades or or hit or hit your super, you know, it kills them all, but <laughs> not the way it likes. No, because you've got to kill them in order as well. Mm-hmm. No, I I struggle with that one as well. Time timed things in Destiny are not my cup of tea. So, do you want to tell us, parody, what are the available catalysts on November tenth? Oh, the available catalysts on November 10th. Oh, so many. So many catalysts. So we have the Ace of Spades, the Black Talon, the Borealis, the Cerberus Plus One, the Cold Heart, Colony, Crimson, Darcy, Ariana's Vow, Fighting Lion, the Fourth Horseman, Graviton Lance, Hardlight, Jade Rabbit, Lord of Wolves, Lumina, Merciless, Might of Multitool, Prometheus Lens, the Prospector, Rat King, Risk Runner, Sturm, Sunshot, Suros Regime, Sweet Business, Symmetry, Tommy's Matchbook, Tractor Cannon, Trinity Cool, Vigilance Wing, Wordcliffe Coil, and Wither Horde. So lots of them. And the ones that are going away are the Bad Juju, the Huckleberry, the Is an Army's Burden, the Legend of Acrius, the Polaris Lance, Skyburner's Oath, Sleeper Simulant, Telesto, Outbreak Perfected, Whisper of the Worm, and the Worldline Zero. So these are the catalysts, not necessarily the guns, although some of the guns as well with their associated places will be disappearing. So if you have these catalysts already equipped and their objectives completed, you can continue using them at your leisure. But if you already have the catalysts with an asterisk, which are... Let's just run through those for you. Sleeper Simulant, the Telesto, the Outbreak Perfected, the Whisper of the Whelm, and the World Line Zero. So if you have those ones, make sure that you've finished completing the necessary objectives to apply it as the objective will no longer be available at the end of Season of Arrivals. Don't stop on my account. Keep going. This is what I warned you about. This is what I said. He just suddenly popped up. <laughs> He's found a signal when he's popped up. That's right. That is exactly right. <laughs> so all of the catalysts will come out of the vault and be made available with new objectives if needed in the future seasons. But we still have some questions that need to be answered. So I'm going to ask Parody and he's going to tell me the answers. What's going away when a destination is vaulted, Parody? Well, when the destination enters the DCV, its PvE content will no longer be available. This includes their unique story missions and cinematics, strikes, raids, dungeons, which we've all detailed above already, the adventures, any secret missions, any vendors and associated bounties, the destination-specific patrols, collectibles and scannables, the destination-specific activities like Mercury's Forge or Mars's Escalation Protocol, and the free roaming in the destinations themselves, exploring lost sectors, Etc. Huh. So, what will a new Guardian experience if the Year One campaigns are going away? 
Well, with some of the core year one destinations entering the vault, it's true that the free-for-all players, Red War, Curse of Osiris, and Warmind campaigns will no longer be playable, but Bungie is building a new expanded Guardian origin story on the Cosmodrome that will launch alongside year four and will be available for all Guardians to play. It's designed to introduce you to the world and the mechanics of Destiny and prepare you to play the action MMO we all enjoy. Now, the Forsaken and Shadowkeep campaigns will still be playable for year four if you bought those expansions. Okay, so what's happening to the Whisper and the Zero Hour secret missions and their exotic rewards, you may ask? Well, the Whisper is entering the vault alongside Io, and so too is the Zero Hour, given that the Old Tower was part of the Red War campaign, which is also entering the vault. Their exotic weapon rewards will no longer be acquirable until we find a way to reintroduce them. So if you're keen to get them, make sure you do that now, before November 10th. So. With the Forsaken campaign, Tangled Shore, and the Dreaming City sticking around after Beyond Light, does that mean that other Year 2 seasonal content will remain playable in Year 4 too? No. The Year 2 seasonal content, including Forges, Reckoning, and Menagerie, will all go into the DCV on November 10th. So if you want to play those things, experience them before then. So here's a cheat sheet of what Bungie thinks you, you might want to complete and think about. Ages Black Armory and Season of the Forge quests, the Gambit Prime Reckoning or Season of the Drifter quests, Benedict 66, Werner 9940, Menagerie and Season of Opulence quests, and Pinnacles in Pursuit weapon quests related to those. Uh, these weapons will receive an alternate acquisition method, and again, more details to come later in the season. Yeah, you just buy them off, um, buy them off uh, Rahul. <laughs> exactly. Buy them off someone, it'll all work out. And if people are going, well, which, which quests are season of this? You know, remember that Bungie t- took our quests and, you know, split them into here's what season they fall in. So if there's something in that, you know, drifter quest or forge quest you want to get done, get it done. If not, you can continue ignoring it as you have already. You know, and there's actually a couple of things that, you know, at the end of their, at the end of all this, they say, you know, you know, we'll have some more updates and, you know, Destiny Player Support will have the latest updates available in the archives. Here's a link to the, DPS article that shows more details on the content vault. So there are a couple of things they didn't put into the TWAP directly, but they sort of not hid on this other page since they're on the other page. But uh, a couple couple tips: uh, the regular Nightfall playlist will no longer be available. The Nightfall, the ordeal, will be the only Nightfall activity coming in November 10th. Uh, for those of you wondering if the Tribute Hall is going to be there, nope, Tribute Hall's gone. What's going to happen with the farm? Farm's gone. And again, Reckoning, Escalation Protocol, all three forges, all gone. As well as Ada One, Benedict, Werner, Anna Bray, Sloane, Ashermere, Brother Vance, and the Visage of Callus, all into the vault. So I just I thought it was interesting that they didn't mention the all the nightfalls will only become the nightfall ordeals going away come come November 10th in year four. That was the big thing that I think a lot of, is going to catch a lot of people off guard. Yeah, there's there's a few things that have caught a, peop, a few people off guard, like the zero hour going, because that wasn't tied to any of the locations that we thought of that should have gone but away. But it's tied to the farm. Yes, but the farm originally wasn't going away because that's on the EDZ. But they've now said, right, that's going away, which then means part of the Red War campaign's going, so the tower's going as well. So it wasn't something that we, you know, as a community looking into 
what was actually going away because there's a couple of reddit posts that i i spoke to a couple of people on and they'd put out full lists of what was going away on each planet with emblems and shaders etc and that wasn't on the list it was hypothesized that that possibly could go away but nobody had ever mentioned the farm up until now anyway yeah so bungee confirms the farm going away and then we have a fashion show fashion show fashion show at lunch we don't have we had it's over here's the winners you're done yeah here's a bunch of winners they aren't us congratulations to everyone who made their lovely titans warlocks and hunters look beautiful and enjoy their crayon flavored ramen after looking at them though it it is it's apparently the moon is a common theme and it's really really good for taking pictures that's because white light I was listening to something that then I can't remember which destination was, but because of the, des- the, the base, I think it was IO actually, the base color of the destination affects the light in the destination. So it's making your armor look a completely different color. Yeah, I heard that as well. Oh, interesting. Well, look at you. You're not only a professional lawyer, but photography too. Man, you just, you just kind of the complete package, aren't you? We found a better hunter. We found the only hunter that First can't First of all, First of all, he is not a better hunter. Second of all, he's not even a real hunter. Third of all, you keep talking nonsense, Parody. I'm going to start looking for a better Titan, which is, oh, I don't know. All everyone? Of them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can cover Titan. I've got both characters. Mm-hmm. See? Look. <laughs> look, Cody, we found a better Titan. <laughs> I know my Turn point. around. Oh, curse thrall. Punch. Die. Right. Yep. Definitely. We we call a group of cursed thrall a crater. Yeah, with you in the middle, dead. <laughs> so right, if you on. hit him square in the middle. Moving right. on, we have prime rewards again. So Yay! your prime rewards. If you've linked your bungee, if you've linked your bungee.net account with the Twitch Prime Rewards, this month's rewards can be the standoff exotic emote. The Neon Helix Shell, that's the exotic ghost. The Vespula, which is the exotic sparrow, which looks very similar to the sim- Sleeper Simulant. And then you've got a legendary ship, the Egg B01X. Check back next month and they'll have some new shipment of Prime Gaming rewards for you to pick up from Amanda. That's more yeah, Any veterans got most of them already. Yes, but if you've listened to what Parody says, is you keep them. At Amanda, so if when they bring up a weapon or something, you've got like something that's going to be infusible, or even if it's these ships or sparrows, ghosts, you can dismantle them and you've got X amount of glimmer that you may have run out with or shards. I've got all I've got the prospector and the other weapons they released just sitting there, just just waiting one day until they become powerful enough to pull, just waiting for me. Parody, why don't you tell us? What is on our player support report this week? Well, this week we had a uh, we had hotfix two point nine point one point three go live, which uh, fixed the issue where the bright dust wasn't being awarded from the Solstice of Heroes weekly and repeatable bounties. So, as a reminder, you're going to see two hundred more bright dust per weekly bounty and ten bright dust per repeatable bounty. Uh, while this patch does not retroactively put this bright dust back onto your character. Uh, real-time update that we had earlier, the first week of a Bright Dust has hit your character, and you should see a pop-up in-game saying, hey, here's your first week of Bright Dust. Look for another message when we give you the second week that was missed. 
So they also fixed an issues where the Souls of Heroes weekly challenges were not granting players a powerful reward. So there's a reason to do Souls of Heroes again. They fixed the things. They also fixed an issue, the ongoing issues, where the challenge to complete the means to an end quest could accidentally be removed from the player's inventory at the weekly reset. All players will need to require the pursuit after the reset, which they should be doing anyway. But just so you know, go pick it up on Tuesday. Earlier this week, we they disabled the EAZ weekly challenges entirely due to an issue with players not receiving their powerful rewards. So the issue is now resolved and the weekly challenges are now enabled for all players and they will give you bright dust. So as always, there are still a couple of known issues. The armor glows on the Majestic armor sets and ornaments are less intense. Upgrading from Majestic to Magnificent Solstice armor can result in a slight power level reduction. Just, just slightly though. And sadly, as Bungie couldn't do armor for Warlocks before, apparently we've now moved to the Hunters, because the Solstice, the Hunter Solstice vest creates a gap at the waist of the female character model when used with certain leg armor. So your tummy's exposed. The Solstice it's glows... Belly top. Mm-hmm. The Solstice glows on male Hunters aren't aligned on the right knee. So your right knee doesn't glow when you're kneeing people. The Renewed Solstice Triumph incorrectly states that after earning the Majestic, Majestic Solstice set, when it actually requires the Magnificent Solstice set. So if you're trying to get the Renewed Solstice Triumph, you need the Magnificent one, not the Majestic And as a reminder, Gambit Prime will not count for the Solstice Armor, Gambit Objectives, Nightfall the Ordeals will not count for the Solstice Armor with Strike Objectives, so don't play them. Play regular Nightfalls and regular Gambit. And as always, for a list of known issues, we'll put the link in the show notes, go with the known issues article, because this isn't all of them. These are just the newest and important ones. And that has been a report for this week. Uh, uh, why do they do that? Just just ask a question, right? I'm just throwing that out. You can take a drink. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about if, if, if a nightfall strike is a strike, it's in the name, nightfall strike. It should count. If Gambit Prime has literally Gambit in the name, it should count. So why the hell do they segregate them like that? It doesn't because, make any sense to me. Because on the armor requisite, so it says that you have to do, it says you have to play Gambit, just regular Gambit, to get the uh, the armor to unlock. And the same with the strikes. It said strike playlists. It didn't say strikes... And that could be anything, including nightfalls. It says strike playlist. So they were quite strike specific. Striking gambit is gambit. Why? Why you got to be specific? Because it didn't work last year, and it was a copy and paste. So it's not going to work this year. So they made sure they told people beforehand. So you can't complain you afterhand. See, that's what I wanted to know. You need to answer the question. They just well, copy I, and pasted it. Well, I can't answer that question. I'm I'm only just kind of surmising that it possibly could be a copy and paste, and it didn't work last year which is what we found, all found out when we tried to do a Nightfall or when we tried to do Gambit Prime to do these achievements or do these, um, whatever they are. The, make the armor pretty. Make the armor pretty requirements. Then this year came around and we knew that we didn't, we couldn't do that. So there you go. Even though it was just a guess, I think it's a very good guess because I feel as though that's something that Bungie would do. So I didn't think about that. And thank you. 
So have you got access to the Destiny Roundup this week? Uh, yes, I have interwebs. Give me one second. Okay, we will. We'll give you lots of seconds and I'll cut it all now. All of the seconds. Well, there you go. Um, no, no, you won't cut it out. You'll just dub it with some lift music. No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll cut it out. So the Destiny Roundup says... Oh, there's one from yesterday. She's kind of so out of order. Okay. Well, guys, Cosmo has said that they're currently working on analytics to gather up all the players who turned in bounties during week one of Social of Heroes and will send out Bright Dust as soon as they can. After the fix goes out and Bright Dust is restored on the bounties, which Bungie is targeting for Thursday... They will often have a second wave of Bright Dust go out to cover any additional missing Dust Reddit link. Anarchy and Karaba will be on the Memorial Kiosk. They will, they were just drops and don't have a quest associated. They will share more on how the kiosk will work in the future Reddit link. I feel as though I missed something. I know we had one in D1. So... You're not cool. alone that. Right? Uh, they never can said anyone, the can anyone answer what a Destiny kiosk is? Yeah, so that may have been the part we, we, we might have glossed over in the TWAB there. Uh, uh, starting in year four, any exotic tied to a quest that's been vaulted will now be available through a new memorial kiosk situated among the vault kiosks in the tower. So, nice. yeah. We were late. So yeah, so the memorial kiosk will be <laughs> there. You know, it'll be, it'll be like, like a bounty board, but not a bounty board. Where you can go and, and talk to it and, and get some things. So they've they've not given it to Rahul, they've given it to a kiosk instead. Oh, okay. Ah. Rahul can't be trusted with such things, obviously. Okay. Have you seen how many times you how how many how many and not Engram stack on it? How many freaking Oh god, legendary shards before you can get a god roll weapon? Come on, he's really stingy with that stuff. Um anyway, moving on. They never said that the raid exotics will be purchased with an exotic cipher. More in the future. Reddit link. Questions about currencies of soon to be vaulted planets will be answered before the end of the season. Reddit link asterisk to next sorry, asterisk asterisk. That's almost as hard to say as Worcestershire sauce, right? Asterisk next to yeah, you see, you said it wrong. No matter how well you think you said it, you say it wrong. Everybody says it wrong. It's it's not even a real word. It's a made up word. That's some guy that hates people made up. It's a right? place. It's a okay. <laughs> I stick by what I said. <laughs> Asterisk next to momentum control and team scorched mean notes. Expect momentum control and scorch to return from the DCV at some time during year four. Reddit link. Currently targeting having the catalyst available to earn again by season 13 or 14. It definitely won't be as long a wait as last time they had some sources of catalysts removed. Reddit link. Cosmo believes as long as the source of the catalyst objective is still available, like the example you gave of precision kills, you can still complete that part. Forums link. If you do not complete an exotic quest by the end of the season, you will have to get the exotic form from the sorry, the exotic from the memorial kiosk instead. Forums link. All let me say that again. All universal ornaments will apply to gear four armor. Reddit link. 
No new info on Transmog for a while as it's a ways out. Let it link. Dang you, Bungie. PvP modes will be leaving private matches as well. Twitter link. Oh, what? You can't have any more PvP private matches? So no more 1v1s? No, just no, just the modes. Are, there's a number of modes going away into the going to oh. do their private versions. That's all. Ah, I see, I see, I see. All right, uh, the new raid won't go live on day one. They'll share the real date closer to launch Twitter link. They've seen a lot of feedback on this still being difficult to find the right sleeper nodes. They have let the team know that players would like to see a change made before Mars goes into the Destiny content vault, and they'll let you know if any changes get made for them. Link, I can guarantee you one million percent they will not make changes to that before it goes away. They're going to make changes to it while it's gone, and hopefully those changes will be good enough when it comes back out of the vault. Don't even get your hopes up. And that's it for the roundup. Oh, thank you very much. We'll have to see if you have the same power as Cheese does to, to force Bungie's hand. Right? I hope so. I hope Bungie even listens to this, lol. And, and you, you missed the most important roundup of the week, the pro-level community managing from Cosmo. Where's that at? It's not Where here in the roundup. Torbad Jorno says, you need a raise, and Cosmo says, I'll pass this feedback along. Oh, the no, I didn't miss it. I skipped it <laughs> intentionally, okay? No, he does not need a raise. If anything, he needs the opposite of a raise, which is a word that I can't remember. Demotion. He needs a demotion. No, I'm kidding. No, I don't ever want to demote anybody. <laughs> Point is, is, no, he does not need a race. Get out of here. Worcestershire, English non-metropolitan county. Worcestershire is a non-metropolitan administrator. I because I'm 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 overdoing it because I can't say it normally, so I might as well make it funny. Um, like whenever I try to say it normally, it's it's Worcestershire. That's how I try to say it, like actually saying it. It's um, not the Shire. <laughs> it's pronounced it sure. Sure. It is. How do you say the whole Worcestershire? Spot on. First time. There you go. You had it. Spot on. Was it Wor- Worcestershire? Worcestershire. Yeah. Worcestershire. Wow. It is the worst Cheshire you've ever seen in your life. Right? My lips are puckered like a kiss the whole time I'm saying it, so I guess that's how you got to do it. Anyway. Nice castle. that bit. That's going to scare the listeners. <laughs> no, he's probably going to turn it into a song or something. Or, 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 or not edit it out, but edit it into a really awkward place in the podcast. <laughs> At some point. <laughs> You're just giving him ideas. Anyway. So, gentlemen, I am boarding this plane here in about nine minutes. So if there's anything left to discuss, let's get it done. Before are, you I a, has to go. are you a gate 14A? Was that you? I'm a gate 14B. Mm, ah, too bad. 14A is long gone then. Yes. Yes. I'm glad I'm at 14B because this trip, I get a first class. Speaking of first class, right? Hold on. Let me tell you a story. I've heard, I've heard. No, hold on. I've heard that there are, are, are first class seats where you can lay down, right? And I've been all over this country and I've never once seen a first class seat that does that, right? I've had some really nice first class seats, but never done that. My last trip home. Bed, basically. Two weeks, kind mm-hmm. of, yeah. But check out how it works. And My airport. last trip home. They have the seats, right? But instead of you having a seat next to another seat, you get one seat in that spot, and it's 
it's offset a little bit, right? So you still get to see it, but you get your own little booth, like like a like a like like like, like people that work in dead end jobs and hate themselves, right? Only this booth has a like a, a thirty two inch TV in it, and there's buttons on the side, and the chair that you wonder why I fade these things out. out. <laughs> but it, it actually folds out into like a full size bed, and the only reason. I got to see one of those finally. Is because the trip that we were taking, they stuck us on an Airbus. They stuck us on an Airbus for an in-state flight. And I was like, that's cool. Not in-state, but interstate flight. Ladies that's awesome. Anyway. I just wasted eight minutes telling us that story. Thank you very much for that. that I wasted two minutes. I'm looking at the clock. Freak. Anyway. Well, how, how are you going to get through law with not off? In I'm not exactly. Why have I'm you not. even shown up? Because I didn't know how far you guys were. I was hoping I could come in at a good time. Turns out I didn't. <laughs> what time did you want to get in? During lore. <laughs> <laughs> Half past four. You're laughing, aren't you? <laughs> right. I mean, we could always do it later today or tomorrow, and then you can edit it in after we record it, like last time. I could. Yeah. Not a not a chance tomorrow. There you go. See. Nice. Well, there you go. I'm off. I'm off this plane in like two hours, man. Two hours from now, I'll be in a hotel and we can do we it. We won't be here in two hours. We'll be gone. Not you, him. Nobody cares two, about you. Two hours from now, it's family time. Yeah, exactly. Time. Welcome to well, you know what? Fine. Then, then, shut up. I hate you all. Respond. Just, just record. Just record a bunch of like. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, but what about this? And and, and Nigeria can just drop those into to the conversation. <laughs> it's just no. I just started asking questions about lore. Okay, okay, I see that. But what if Zavala actually turned out to be evil? And he and and the lore is something about I don't know Eris Morn or something. Who knows, right? Just completely unrelated questions. I hate editing this podcast. I really do sometimes. <laughs> Trying to splice it together to actually make it make sense is just uh, sometimes it's a complete bane because you'll suddenly go off and attempt, tell us a, a story about an airport and then you're going to be off and then nobody's going to know where you are. I'm going to be on a plane. Well, why don't you say goodbye now to all the listeners so that you can you can get off and, and go away? Uh, because I got six five minutes to see you guys, but I'll go ahead and say deuces. Everybody, that way you can just put that in and edit the rest of me out. No, I don't want to listen. We're just going to say goodbye to you now. Bye, Respawn. Bye. All a jet plane. You never know when he'll be back again. So hopefully we've got to the, the, the one of the most exciting parts of the podcast this week. It's time for Law With Not Half. <laughs> So, law this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I was... Sir, do you use an iPhone? You've gone. Go. Be quiet. Listen You're going to miss your flight this right? Right. I spoke with Respawn last week when we were recording, and he suggested we go back to the original idea of covering the Vanguard. Yeah, I bet uh, you did. The three did Vanguard leaders. Are you going to start with Cade? Well, if you <laughs> notice, in, in the Discord I posted, quick poll, Titan, okay. Warlock, or Hunter? Yeah, 
And I didn't really get much of a response for it, but part Titan and Hunter. So I thought I'd start with Icora instead. Fair enough. <laughs> At least I won't upset him this week because he... You like, he, you like my favourite he, person. He'd want to be here for the cage. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I could no, just see the tears of, of him rushing to the to the desk and going, can I delay my flight? I need to be on a podcast to discuss the <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No. <laughs> First of all, I last week he said he was going to start with, with Ikora or the Titan anyway because I botched up Cade so bad. We need time to recover from that. Okay, well, I, <laughs> not exactly my words. I think it was actually. Uh, <laughs> okay, so obviously Ikora, uh, Warlock Vanguard, and I'll start with the normal question: What does everyone know? Uh, she's currently unemployed since the Vex left and likes to hang out near the bird. Yes. She's something to do just... with Osiris as well. Was she the, um, his men, uh, mentor? Apprentice. No, yeah, she was going to be his disciple, I was going to say, but you beat me to it. So they weren't lovers? Damn. No. Why can't they be both? Because uh, Osiris is gay. Fair enough. Is that in the lore, or are you just saying that? Yes. No, that's in the law. He's having a thing with Saint-14. I think my mind has just been blown. I was just going to say I hope it's Saint-14. Phenomenal. <laughs> How did you not know this? Because Titans and Warlocks, I don't pay attention to that. Dude. I'm give me a second. <laughs> when you said your mind has been blown, I nearly it's not something I think about. I don't think, hey, this character's having it off with this character in my game. I'm just like, go down to that guy, pick up a few bounties, go to <laughs> charity, talk Your to another guy. Saint fourteen. Yeah, just... <laughs> I know that, dude. I thought it was awesome whenever they found out that Shax was doing the queen. I was like, what? <sighs> I've oh, <sighs> right. Okay, get it together. <laughs> We've now broken Nadarf. Welcome back to okay. putting Nadarf back together again. Right, yes. So, Ikora started off as quite a militant uh, warlock. She should have really been a titan by the sound of it, by her record in the Crucible. The only person to beat Shax in the Crucible. So, I've got a question regarding that. So, when you're brought back, when your ghost brings you back... Is it a conscious choice of being a warlock, a titan, or a hunter? Or is it something ingrained in the lore that you just become something because of something you've done previously or you're going to do? I, I'm not sure how that works in the lore. That's something I'll have to look into, but I believe you start off as Risen. Right. And then you decide what you want to be from there. Now, I believe that's how it works. Now, it's not, some, not a question I've asked, actually. That's quite an interesting one. Uh, which I may have to look into next week. Okay. So if you, um, possibly if you're a Risen, can you kind of dabble in all three classes and then you have to kind of make a choice at some point, maybe? Yes. Okay. Which is why the, uh, the Vanguard, part of the reason why the Vanguard was created, to actually bring all the, uh, the Risen under control. Mm -hmm. uh, because then you, before, before you had Titans, Hunters, and... Warlocks. I nearly forgot about the Warlock. Then. <laughs> you just had Warlords. Yes. 
So there's no mention. There's been mentioned in the past about the warlocks, warlords having special abilities. But if you um, if you look in the, believe it's the Felwinter Law, and he uses a Titan move on another warlord. Is it similar to how the hunters stole Blink from the warlocks? Possibly, but we're getting railroaded into something completely different now. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to fulfill the role of asking questions. Yeah, the problem is you're asking intelligent questions, right? I'm glad you said that. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought that you said it. Right, so I was going to start off with uh, just a quick overview. Now, Ikora Ray's second life has been long and colourful. As, as an iconoclastic new guardian, she made a reputation in the Crucible and in the halls of Warlock scholarship as an outspoken, unrelenting opponent with no patience for dogma or etiquette. That reputation became a burden, and Ikora chose to fly reconnaissance over the worlds of the inner solar system. Shot down again and again, she and her ghost survived against all odds, apparently preferring the wilderness to the company of her, company of her fellow guardians. When Ikora returned to the city to rest, her hard-won knowledge and seasoned temperament commanded respect of her fellow warlocks. She now serves in the vanguard as a mentor and leader, carrying the memory of her wandering days as a link to rising guardians. Ikora Ray is the second warlock vanguard, having been appointed to the position after the banishment of Osiris. Since her appointment, she has served as leader and mentor to young guardians. As a new guardian, Ray made a name for herself in the Crucible as a first opponent, being the first to achieve a 25-match winning streak. Alongside her reputation as a fighter, she is well known within the Warlock Academia for an outspoken nature. Oh, just to clarify as well, while I'm here, mm-hmm. Ikora didn't take Shax's horn. That is a rumor and a bad one, and it's not true. Shax lost his horn in Twilight Gap. To what? Do we know what? Was it an elixir? Fallen? It wasn't Elixir because they were fighting Elixir in Twilight Gap or Falling at that time. Yeah. He lost so it that... to a Fallen in Twilight Gap when he uh, disobeyed a direct order from. Uh... Oh, why do I always blank on names? I can picture him completely. Saladin? Saladin, yes. He, uh, he dis- disobeyed a direct order from Saladin, and that's why Saladin and Lord Shax do not get on. Hmm. So do you think that horn will turn up somewhere along the lines in the future of Destiny with an Elixir or a Fallen? And... I don't know. That's the last mention of it. I just wanted to actually get that out there so it's clear with people. <laughs> Instead of everyone misinterpreted saying Ikora took his horn, it's like, no, no, she didn't. Okay. I think that was one I wanted to put people right with the first email I sent, sent with you with uh, Respawn <laughs> trying to tell everyone that uh, the new version of um, Prince Aldrin should be the uh, Hunter Vanguard. And it's like, no, doesn't count. <laughs> I've had that row with so many people, and they're all like, look, you, got look, a fair point you, don't, you don't need to scratch out bad memories, okay? Uh, we've already let the fans know. I've already taken the hit for it. You don't, you don't need to bring up, you know, just, just let the wound heal. Stop picking at the scab, all right? After she made this reputation, Ray spent some time trying to outrun it. She left Earth, flying across the inner system in order to, to, to gather reconnaissance. While traveling, Ikora stained from the tower's ideology, preferring to a straightforward approach to her education. She at one point dabbled in Thantanauts to the discouragement of her ghost. 
Sometimes after the, sometime after this event, she and her ghost stop speaking. Her shotgun, Invective, is also from a days beyond the city walls. Just a quick pause here while I explain the uh, Thantanauts are the warlocks that throw themselves off the tower repeatedly to re-experience death to try and find knowledge. Okay, so how how would that affect them gaining knowledge? Because it's believed in in the depth in between the death and then actually being raised by the guardian, they can experience vision. Right. Well, not just that, but there was also that lore when every time you died, the towers on these different places would ring. And uh, that one dude was studying the ringing of the towers every time somebody, every time a guardian died too. But brother Vance, I guess yes, that one guy. Uh, yeah, one guy, brother Vance. Now, I believe there's also a bit in the law that, um, oh, what's the gunsmith called? I blanked on his name. Banshee? Banshee 44? Banshee, yes. Banshee 44 actually did this repeatedly um, in his workshop with his ghost and actually uh, had some visions of a uh, what is thought to be what part of his missions as uh, previously before he was a guardian. So is Banshee Warlock? I don't think he can remember. Well, my other question is this. These memories, and I'm saying in quotation marks, are they real? Because he has been brought back 44 times, and we know he's got a touch of insanity in there. Yeah, but not as much as that guy in the, in the, uh, the space station last week, where it's believed it was thousands of times when he was brought back. Oh, my God. Ikora eventually returned to the tower, and a newfound knowledge gained her the respect of her contemporaries. After she returned, she began an apprenticeship with the first warlock vanguard, Osiris. However, as Osiris' obsession with the Vex grew, their relationship began to falter. And when Osiris left the tower, Ikora stayed to tend to her duties as the new warlock vanguard. Ray leads the Hidden, a group of guardians tasked with entering enemy strongholds to gather information for warlocks. Known members include Eris Morn and Chelko Yong. Now, I've never heard of Chelko Yong before. This is the first time and maybe the only time I've actually seen her. So, Arthur, is there a reason why Ikora is on that side of the tower away from the others? Is there it's a specific law reason? Oh, okay. No, it's not mentioned. Um, I think they're just at a loose end of actually what to do with her. To be honest, this is, this is a bungee thing, not a law thing. Right. Um, because she's not even doing the um, the powerful reward for the 20, 20 bounties anymore. No. Yeah, she's sort of a game where, yeah, after the first after the season of Undying, when she played a role and you went to see her for things, there hasn't been a reason to see her in the last couple of seasons. No, I sort can't like... even. I, even when she was doing the meditation after uh, the Red War. It, People very rarely went to see her anyway, which is why they took the meditations out. Yeah. What are her origins of becoming a guardian or becoming awoken or whatever it is? Was, what, it's what not did actually you... mentioned. I did actually look for that initially because normally with the Vanguard mem- uh, mentors, you will actually get a Grimoire card yeah. from, from D1 that actually will give you that information. And... Right. There isn't, unfortunately. Because we saw the cutscene with Zavala with his many lives over and over again to actually become Zavala, didn't we? But we don't actually... We've got, like, 
half truths with what's happened with Cade. But as you said, there doesn't seem to be anything concrete with Ikora. So she seems to be yeah, a bit of a, an anomaly, a bit of a mystery. Looking in the Grimoire cards, and she she actually appears in 30 of them. Okay. But none of them actually. Uh, Ghost Fragment, Eris Morn, uh, Will of Crota, Stormcaller's Path. So these are the original Destiny 1 Grimoire cards? Grimoire cards, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's like Stormcaller's Path. There also will be a difficult path. Jagged like lightning itself. It's only a few who have the power to call it down, call down the storm. I've not often seen this talent from one so young. I always knew that you were different from the others, but I will never understand. But I never understood my unease. I'm afraid there's little little left I can teach you. That's from the um, the Stormcaller quest in D1. Yeah. So um, for anyone that d- doesn't know, originally in Destiny One. When you completed an activity, you got a, a Grimoire card flash up on the screen, much like we have now with the Triumphs, but it would flash up on the screen and then you could go to the Bungie.net page and actually read these individual cards. And they had them for literally every activity and anything in the game. It was like, get a thousand kills with solar weapons and you'd get a Grimoire card. It might not necessarily be to- tied to solar, but there'd, there'd be various different things that would suddenly pop up. And I think I believe that's how the the Grimoire originally came into Destiny, wasn't it? With these cards, yeah, it was it was just literally cards, and people started to collect them, and there was more and more. Yeah, it wasn't just literally a score on your emblem. I mean, there was that as well that everybody was kind of going for the max Grimoire score, but it was also these cards that also gave you some kind of behind the scenes lore of what's actually happened and gone on before, what's actually going to happen in the future. They were really interesting, but now you can't really access those now on, on Bungie.net, can you? Where could you go to actually access the original I'm Destiny? I'm currently one? using um, Ishtar Collective. Uh, okay. .net. Yeah, I think they've um, combined all of that stuff and sort of built that archive up like a warlock would. Ish, Ishtar Collective is literally, they've got all the law, but it takes time to get used to using it. Um, because unfortunately, the ghosts on it—sorry, uh, the searches on it—can um, be a little precise. You've got to have the right spelling; it won't correct your spelling. Um, you've got to have, really do have a uh, a good idea what you're looking for. Another one is an app I use on my phone for actually the law books themselves, which is called just called um, Destiny Law. Right. Um, which you've got all your D1 uh, Grimoire cards in there and all your D- Destiny 2 Law Triumphs. Uh, and it actually breaks it actually up into into the books. Yeah, like reading reading a card, I've dipped a toe in there a couple times, and it really is like you, you can you can click on a topic like Ikora, and it, it is really like, here's every mention of Ikora. You know, it's not like here's the story of Ikora front to back. And no respawn, there is not. Hopefully we'll find out a bit more about Ikora next week. So until then, I'm going to move on to tips, tricks, guides, and builds. So this week, I thought... Right, on that note, I'm going, bye. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, I thought to help people with anything that's going away with the exotic weapons and things like that, I thought I'd go away and see if I can find some of the best guides. Having done most of the quests myself, 
I've gone away and watched these um, up-to-date guides to see if they're really helpful. And most of them, yeah, yeah, on point. Some of them are a, a year or two old, but they are still relevant. So bear with me on this one. We are starting with Eror, who's got the Huckleberry Catalyst Farm and Masterwork tips. Datto has got how to get the Outbreak Perfected and the Catalyst. So this is going in and doing the Outbreak Perfected mission from start to finish, all the different quest steps, then going back into the Heroic version to get the Catalyst. Now, Wilhelm Scream has got a glitch for the Zero Hour that I haven't seen on Cheese Forevers, which is very unique. And you can do this as part of a fire team or solo, as he shows you in the video. But it's after you enter the second part of the tower in the main courtyard where we had D1, there you're kind of shut off from going into the next area, into the tower hangars by a kind of fallen uh, barrier. But he shows you on a warlock, you can kind of drop down underneath with, I think he's holds a solar grenade so that he can kind of, uh, is it heat rises? So he can drop down and then rise back up to glitch underneath this door and then get round the back to bypass the, the rest of the enemies. So he's got a really cool video on how to do that. And then also with the Outbreak Perfected mission, and I know we covered it in, I think it was episode 73 of our podcast, where we went over everything that was going away. There is a, an exotic ship and you can speed up your exotic catalyst in the zero hour mission by doing these uh, configurations on a tablet. And Ninja Pups has got a complete guide of where to pick up the tablet. And the t I think there's three different keys that you have to pick up along the way to get to the vault room in the Outbreak mission to then input codes. And there was different codes each week because there was a Void, Solar and Arc week. And I believe they still rotate in and out for the heroic version. So he's got a guide for that. And then he's got a simpler guide, which I'll attach both videos for that. So it's a little bit more straightforward. But the first guide is kind of where to pick up the tablet, where to pick up the keys and how to get to the room and then he's got a simplified version of what to do once you are in the vault with entering in codes uh, needless space has got a whisper of the worm 2020 guide, so this is a really recent one and i wasn't aware of this until kind of it was brought up that i think when uh, it was a couple of seasons back that they updated the director to have the whisper of the worm mission actually on the map on io rather than having to wait for a public event if you hadn't already done it uh, as a normal mission it's now right there so I, I believe my warlock was the only character that hadn't done the mission so i went and checked you can do the normal mission and then the heroic fish mission so the normal mission will get you, you the whisper of the worm and then eror has got a guide on how to get the catalyst done and there are five hidden chests in the maze and there's some oracles that you can shoot at the end and there's a hidden ship as well, which requires you to go in for three different weeks. Again, Arc, Solar and Void. So he's got a guide for that. And now we can start on some of the, the other bits. Marcus B Gaming has got how to get Sturm and Dreng, an easy guide. And this is quite a recent one he's put together in the last five months. So it's quite an up-to-date one. There, there is a, a side note to this. that At one point, you do need an exotic engram to drop to finish off doing one of the objectives. Now, apparently going to Xur and picking up the fated engram will work for this because it counts as an exotic engram. So you can bypass that if you are worried about 
waiting for an exotic to drop. But then saying that, at the beginning of this week, I hadn't played my Titan for a week and I got three exotic drops in literally three hours. It was ridiculous. Could you also pull one of the ones out of the season pass? Would that count, I wonder? The, the exotics that are on the pass there, or does it have to be a drop in game? Possibly, yeah, if you've got one on the, the pass. But I do know that the, the one on Zer works. And I, I found that out by watching a, another video. Um, Marcus B Gaming also has... He also got the Le Monarch quest for Shadowkeep. So this is the updated quest because originally you could pick up Le Monarch by just doing the forges over and over again. But now you have to go to Ada and actually pick up a quest and do various different things. And the reason why you might want to get Le Monarch and I think believe it's Yotun done quite soon is because you have I think you have to do 10 weekly bounties with Ada. Now you can only pick up two on each character per week so that would be five weeks in total if you did those weekly ones each week so get that one done as quick as possible uh, i bet on me has got the yotun version of the quest so it's a one minute guide very quick and easy to go through hang on a second why are you texting me <laughs> i think we should do a segment in your podcast called when destiny goes wrong all about destiny addiction Signs to look out for, some kind of shock therapy to get over it, that kind of thing. I can see it taking off. We could have survivors back on to discuss their road to recovery. Where would we find such losers? Where are you? From your wife? Yes. That's the Destiny Support Group podcast that uh, your yeah, wife will, will host after this. I'll get my wife in on that as well. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so <laughs> Marcus B Gaming also has the Racking Quest and the Racking Catalyst, easy um, acquisition, and the Polaris Lance Quest. So there's three from him. Needless Space has how to get the Izanami's Burden in 2020. And then Datto has the guide for the Niobe Labs Key Solution Guide with Ghosts and Emblem. So this was tied to the Forges originally. That you could, you had to unlock the Niobe Labs to get into the forges, but it was uh, a whole community thing. Only one person had to do it to unlock the Baguzia Forge, I believe it was at the time. But the hidden, um, the hidden ghost and emblem still exist if you want to go and do that part of the uh, Niobe Labs. It will require a fire team of three, and as I said, it will give you a ghost shell. I think it's an exotic ghost shell and an emblem for doing it. So that is still available at the moment. So Datto's got a guide for that. Then Datto has a guide to get the Ace of Spades, Thorn, Last Word, Lumina, the Legend of Acrius. So those ones, if you are missing those, he's got a guide for those. Link. Houndish has got How to Get Truth and Bad Juju. Uh, Bad Juju is tied to the Tribute Hall. So I believe you do have to do a lot of the tributes. I vaguely remember having to do a lot of um, donations to the statue with Bright Dust, but the more objectives you completed and the more triumphs that you managed to put into the Tribute Hall brought down the cost of the Bright Dust. So don't kind of spend all your Bright Dust all at once. You can wait till the end. Wasn't that just for the catalyst and the the ornament? Because no. the, Isn't Mad Juju just running the quest? Unlock it to the point where you have that quest available to you. I believe Bad Juju was, you had to do all the different, 
you had to unlock a certain amount, didn't you, of the tributes? But then the catalyst you had to go into the mission and do. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So apparently you'll need to you'll need to at least have eighteen tributes done in order to unlock the bad juju mission, and then from there on, it's, the rest of it's just uh, catalyst and that stuff. So yeah, so eighteen tributes to unlock the mission. But yeah, it goes away with it when the halt goes away. Also, if you are missing the Midas multi tool, Mitch thirteen has got a guide for you on how to do. That. And I bet on me has got a sleeper simulant quest for 2020. And if there is anything else that you are worried about, I will point you back in the direction of episode 73 of our podcast, where we do go over it. Although we did miss out the fact that zero hour and the farm and a few other little things that they've now kind of clarified are going away. And episode 74, which I will relink today is, has got the Braytek vault check, which goes over emblems, shaders, Anything else come from the destinations that you possibly could be missing, like armor, if you're going to be looking at transmog later on down the line, maybe going to the vendors and from each planet and making sure you've got the specific armor for those. Also, turning in planetary materials will sometimes give you specific engrams, or sorry, specific emblems for that planet, as well as opening the regional chests. So there's that. And there's also an exotic and tr- slash triumph hunting to do pre beyond light spreadsheet which again i believe i did make a note of who did that from reddit and i thanked them in episode 74 so i will relink all of those if you are interested in doing a lot more stuff before november oh also i nearly forgot there are actually some tips tricks guides and builds there's only four this week of just normal kind of stuff that i'd watched now this one really tickled me and and i believe uh was it true vanguard mentioned it on dcp this week with it's called boink enclosure by cool guy now did any of you see this i saw his tease that it was coming out but i know i have not had a chance to but i did chuckle at the name so this is with the titan middle tree sunbreaker with the throwing hammers and he's put on the uh severance enclosure chess piece which that recently got a buff so this is any time that you get a, an arc void or solar melee uh I, I believe it's a melee kill there'll be an explosion of that element and the explosion is quite substantial now and it seems to work off of the throwing hammer so in pvp he was throwing the hammer getting a kill on one guy and if anybody else was next to them getting like double and triple kills and it was a specific build that he kind of put together for a, a good laugh really and it looks really fun to you so this i think this is one i'm gonna have a go at doing because i'm always curious with these is this something that me the filthy casual can use or do i need to be i don't know no, i think we can i think filthy casuals could use this i mean how many times do you you've put on the synthesis and go in for melee kills what about if you manage to kind of get uh, you managed to tap somebody with your annoying hunger and then you just threw the throwing hammer at them you'd get the kill and you'd get the stacks of roaring frame stacks of roaring flames then so after you get one kill with a hammer you can just literally throw just constantly the hammers as long as you pick it back up you get your health regen at the picking up with the hammer as well so he was on a roll with some of the kills um so that yeah it's worth a watch and then true vanguard has got another one of his you can do this crucible play videos and he got breaks down uh, him going on a like a i think it was a we ran out of medals streak and how 
casual fil filthy players like us could actually do this in crucible and i found it quite you know it's very interesting to watch and i just love how you say you know you can do this in crucible as he goes on a run, running out of metal streak i go yeah i'm, I'm not sure there's the same thing but <laughs> <laughs> i believe he did I it on the wall you too can be a crucible god you just have to put in 900 hours of work <laughs> No, I, I mean, it was with the right setup with the Devour. So, he, you know, he'd, he'd take his grenade and consume that before he went on the streak of getting a kill, making sure that he ducked back into cover. And he goes over kind of little little things that you kind of, you do think of, like when you, you duck into cover to reload and then back out. Little right. things like that. Yeah, yeah, the little tips that, yeah, it's not, you know, oh, this one weird trick to make you a PvP guy, but yeah. It's all the little things that, you you watch a video every six months and go, that's what I'm doing wrong. I just I constantly fire and I just I, I go in front of me and I just keep firing, and then I think I can take down his friend who's also been shooting at me. When really I should just be hiding behind the rock, just hide behind mm. the rock for a couple of seconds and get some regen. So yeah, it's little tips like that. Uh, Asacross has got a Mother of God rolls Dire Promise video. If you're interested in your hand cannons, that's one to you to check out. And then Cheese Forever, bless him this week, put out several videos that were really, really helpful. And he went over how to solo the Shattered Throne, how to solo the, what's the other um, dungeon, the Pit of Heresy, uh, how, how to work out this, there's this like new ghost god mode where it makes you invincible and invisible to enemies. And actually spent like a half an hour video going Hasn't through. Hasn't that been patched? Yeah, everything that was done and i was going to include it in this week actually it got patched literally 12 hours ago so he has taken the blame on twitter and said you know you can blame me but i do have one that is still available during the solstice of heroes and this is afk farming for xp glimmer and shards and no it doesn't require you to go to a forge this requires you to go to the shattered throne and get to the thrall hallway and if you do it on a solar empowered day and you get to the 30 orbs of solar and being powered you know you get that solar explosion on your, your character screen no matter who you are uh, every time you get a kill and you get an orb it replenishes it and in that thrall hallway they just constantly spawn and keep scratching you and keep attacking you so they're just constantly spawning dying spawning dying on top of you and the solar empowerment is still there and you can literally just like away for 10 minutes come back move your controller come back and i did see another video of explaining that you can then go to amanda holiday and buy the transmat effects to then convert them into legendary transmat effects to then dismantle them into shards but again every thrall that you kill is giving you glimmer so you can convert it to whatever you want you know go to spider and, and trade for whatever you feel like doing so there's an AFK farm that you can do on a solar day, and I thought that'd be interesting to throw out there. So basically, once you get it charged up, it stays charged, and they just keep running at you. Yeah, I'd try that. <laughs> no, well, I've, I've just been farming. I've, been, I've just been farming Shiro Chi last night for about two hours. Yeah. What was that? Was that for the armor? Uh, yeah, that was for the armor. Just uh, orbs and uh, elemental kills. Okay, how far have you got? Um, I've got the blue set complete on two characters. 
I'm which, about which halfway. Ones, which ones? Which ones? Well, which characters? Yeah, Titan and Hunter. Okay, just checking. Um, and I've got the purple set about halfway done on my Hunter. That was mostly farming Shiro Tree last night. Okay. So I think it wants two two thousand elemental final blows. Yes, it's something ridiculous um, like that. Yeah, I'm in about two hours. I'm up at nearly nine hundred. Have you done everything else for the armor? No. Okay. Um, I'll tell you. Hey, let me just yeah. Because what I found was when I, I started doing that on my warlock, not farming, but I just kind of went off and played, and I found that I managed to do those elemental orbs and elemental kills by just doing everything else that was required on the armor. So playing the 10 Gambit games was ridiculous, the amount of orbs that were just laying around. I was making sure exactly. purposefully to kind of run over and then having to do the strikes and having to do the crucible, just the various different things kind of did it. And then I thought, if I need to do anything extra, I can always go to a Lost Sector or I can go to the Whisper mission yeah. and just pick up the extra, do a, an well, extra little bit of farming. For the helmet, I'm on uh, 1,149 elemental final blows. I've done the arc weapon final blows. Mm -hmm. On the arms, I have not done anything on them yet. <laughs> I don't know why that's not counting, actually, because it's... Oh, it's strike arc orbs. Yeah, it, it does. The, the best thing is to try and align it with a week that is arc solar or void so that everybody's kind of doing the same thing and you get the empowerment on the same day. I'm I'm on 700 of a thousand mm. orbs for the vest which I, th I believe it'll be an arc week next week because we've had solar week in strikes anyway this week's a void week so it should be arc I next week daily. I think they just changed the modifiers daily it should be yeah, but the, it's, it's... Oh, the, no the empowerments the... No, but you know the strike playlists, they they're mm. set for like solar all week. But yeah. the empowerments are daily. So you this week we've got void in all the in the strike playlist. So on but Tuesday the, it should change to either arc or solar. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Um I think the only thing else I was gonna say this week if anybody has any suggestions of for like law topics, if you want to kind of contact us and and we'll we'll pass it on see if we can get some law that you're interested in or if or, there's anything or even that... questions yeah if you've got questions we can try right. and i'm definitely going to live uh, dig out that law topic with saint and osiris though <laughs> worth it definitely worth it because what? yeah did not know would love to learn more or if there's any topics that you want us to kind of discuss it... I know a few people have written in and, and suggested like crucible things and we've discussed those. So not saying that we've run out of things to discuss because we can always find things to talk about. Just if you want to get your opinions out on the show, we you're more than welcome to write in and let us know. Yeah. Questions, concerns, comments, clarifications. That's what we're here for. You know, if we're going right or if we're going wrong, we'd like to know. Mm -hmm. And you too could end up on the show like not. He's trying no. to replace me already. <laughs> All right. Well, I think uh, I, I didn't see any. No one decided to write into us other than offering us, you know, piles and piles of cash and 
you know, one one simple click here could just save our entire lives. I had an email this week that was, you know, from real humans. It was a nice uh, comment from Andy on the Discord. Uh, just finished the law part of the podcast. Loved it. I need more. I need me some more law. I like having Respawn there asking the questions. It felt like he was asking on behalf of all of us, all of us listening. Good stuff. You you two do really work well as a team. I think I think he's found it's, his calling. It's it's it works better when somebody else asks who doesn't know the law. I'm not saying I do know everything in there, but when you do understand the subject and somebody's asking questions about it and you can actually answer them and answer them clearly, it creates a better understanding of it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, and we are we are those people who know next to nothing. <laughs> As we've shown tonight, with not knowing about some love affair. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna dig that out for you. Well, dear listeners, you can look forward to that, and I think uh, that about wraps up this week. Yes. Unless there any other secret guests or secret hidden topics, I think we're uh, we're gonna call it a week. So thank you for joining us. Your Titans are parody and Night Demon. Your Hunter is no one responds in real life via remote location and not Arf here in the studio. You can email the show at two titans and a hunter at hotmail.com. You can find the show on Twitter at two titans underscore hunter. You can find the show on Instagram at two titans and a hunter and Facebook at the same place. If you need great help from Guardian Hub or Guardian Downcast, go to lfg.frozen.party. We're here to offer raid hindrance, trials, hurt, and giggling when we can actually find time to get on to that destiny. You can find all your favorite Guardians on Xbox Live and respawn on PC. You can watch the show on YouTube, listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere fine podcasts are sold. And remember, we're all questioning who has love affairs, what the lore is, and where Ikora Ray actually came from. So, as you wander through Destiny this week, think about these deep questions as you're murdering piles and piles of thrall. My British friends, say goodnight. Goodbye. Good night. Oh, I, I should have done... Good night from him. And it's good night from him. Or me, is it? I don't know. Whichever. I, th- I think that's it. Isn't that a bit plagiarised from the two Ronnies? Yeah, they don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we <laughs> they, they won't answer you back. It's British. <laughs> we're allowed to get away with it. It's like law. We can, we can use anything that's British. <laughs> <laughs> it seems legit. The BBC was paid for it at some point. You know, they've gotten their money. It's fine now. Yeah, I mean, I, they're, I, still, I, getting, they're I still getting the money. Yeah. I can't say it, but you guys can, so it's fine. <laughs>
when I last I've heard is every, every, I've never heard you swear before. That's great. Oh, it's, have you never played yeah. Destiny with him before? No, you haven't played. Never oh, you've no, oh, oh, you think he's cursing now? Just wait. Get him in a nightfall where you die five or six times. Then you'll hear all kinds of stuff. So anyway, I'm going to restart that whole thing again. <laughs>